What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. Instead of posing someone into something like a very specific pose or something, it's kind of like having them move through it or giving them an action so they have to like kind of complete something. <laughs> or Like a lot of times I'll ask moms to like tell their kids a story. And so it's kind of observing that, like watching that unfold to kind of look for the moment, you know, you know, that moment when you see it. So I don't always like know what it is either when I ask them to do that, but you know it when you see it. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur. And I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. I am so thrilled to share with you Twyla Jones. She is a dear friend of mine and has taught for us at the Milky Way and is an all-around genuine and inspiring photographer. After her second baby was born, she picked up a camera and now travels the world doing what she loves, creating and preserving beautiful memories for others while simultaneously sharing her incredible talent with photographers. She's a master at her craft of creating emotive storytelling images, and I am beyond excited to share her with you today. What I find so endearing and inspiring is she is so unapologetically herself, and her heart and her passion are crystal clear in the work she creates. I can't wait for you to listen in. Let's get started. Welcome, Twyla. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I am so thrilled to have you here today. Now, I would love if you could share with our listeners just a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. 
Well, I am a mother of three. I just had my third little boy in April. I live in Florida with my husband and those three little guys. And I am a photographer and educator. You know, I feel like I specialize in just emotive photography rather than just focusing on only families or something like that. I kind of like any sort of subject in front of my lens. And then I, you know, I have a real passion for teaching. I've been doing it for a few years now. And with the birth of my son, I really, I was kind of traveling just all the time, all over the place. So I've been taking some time off from that and really focusing on making all of my education available online, opposed to doing in-person workshops. And I am loving that. That is so awesome. You know, I am a huge, huge, <laughs> huge love of online education, as you know, with the Milky Way. So my next question is, so your images are infused with emotion. What would you say your secret ingredient is? Oh, I feel like it's motion. So instead of posing someone into something like a very specific pose or something, it's kind of like having them move through it or giving them an action. So they have to like kind of complete something (laughs) or like a lot of times I'll ask moms to like tell their kids a story. And so it's kind of observing that, like watching that unfold to kind of look for the moment, you know? you know, that moment when you see it. So I don't always like know what it is either when I ask them to do that, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. And then also just having them move around. So the more motion I can get into the image. So if that's like hair, clothing, um, even like, you know, water behind them or something, the more I can, of that I can put into an image, the better. I love it. I love it. So my next question is, we often hear from our students, my clients are uncomfortable and stiff. Do you ever encounter that or are you you finding that you're able to give them all those prompts to have them move, tell us stories? What would you say who's someone who's mommy, maybe not quite at that level where they're able to give direction? So I for sure um, encounter that. Like my clients are any different than anybody else's. I find it most common with dads and then older kids. They're more self-aware And even sometimes self-conscious just because there's a camera in their face, you know, so it's, it's harder for them to like let go and just be free opposed to like a two-year-old who's just going to like show up and entertain themselves and have a good time no matter what, you know, you really have to kind of like give them permission And what helps me is that I'm like that too. Like I can't act naturally in front of a camera. So I totally get what they're thinking. So I've been photographed (laughs) with Gary before and been instructed. They, you know, I was told to like act natural. I'm like, I can't like you're, I can't pretend you're not right there. You know, like I would not make out with Gary, like right in front of somebody like staring at us. So I, I need to be given permission to do things like that. So I need to be told specifically what to do. And I need a lot of encouragement while I'm doing it so that I know that I'm, you know, doing it right and giving them results that they are liking on their end. And that goes a a long way. So even if you had like the worst prompts ever that weren't working, if you could just like really give a lot of encouragement and let people know when you like what they're doing, you'll continue to get lots more of that from them. So those are the two big things I would do. 
Totally. And to elaborate on that, you, you can see in a person's eyes or their expression on their face when they start to feel uncomfortable. It's yes. this tiny little switch when they start, mm-hmm. start to like get awkward and, the, and you can see that they're thinking about how they look. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny, but changing things up right away is for me, I've found like, okay, I got it. We got to do do something else right now. Well, and don't you feel like it, I mean, it just totally changes the energy of the session when you have somebody like that, or you have somebody that's just kind of like more unwilling. So the more that you can work with them to like, give them that positive encouragement, the better for the session. And I know some people really kind of take that energy on. And so they like as a photographer, and then they don't feel as confident about their work. And then the session can kind of just start to fall apart. So it's really important not to like, just know it's not you, you know, Absolutely. I'm an empath as well. I know that you're, you're probably an empath too. Yeah. I feel things before I know them or I see them. Yeah. And and that's even like when taking images, I can feel when like something good is coming or you can feel when it's not, (laughs) when when you need to, when you need to change. How, how would you say that your instinct and your intuition is something that you use in your sessions? Oh man, I feel like they're entirely run off of that. Like sometimes I'm just like, I'll finish a session and it was like, I blacked out the whole time. Like right. I have no idea what I just did. Right. I have no idea what's on this camera. I'll put it in. I'm like, Oh my God, how did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> so, and, and a lot of times, again, like going back to photographing through moments and through motion, that's what I'm doing. I'm like trusting that that moment's going to happen as I'm like photographing through it. And I am one of those, I don't know, like is there a word for it? Like shutter happy. Like I take a lot of photos, like oh, ridiculous yeah. amount of photos during my sessions. It's because I'm doing that. I'm like taking a photo, like every split second through motion like that to capture that one really great shot. I love it because you know what? I, re- I remember, you know, there's this whole thing about being an overshooter yeah. and it's almost like there's like this shame around it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? Like, let's give that up. We don't need yeah. to feel shameful about, right? I, like, if I have to spend two days calling a session, that's yeah. me. <laughs> right? No, it's worth it exactly. for me. Like, I don't think I would get like, you know, half the really great shots that I love if I didn't shoot that way. And that's just like my process. I've, I've gone into sessions thinking that, that I should, you know, shoot less. It's less work for me later. But for me, I just found it's less awesome pictures later. You know, I don't mind digging through a pile of trash to find (laughs) really amazing images. Yeah. So my next question is, what are you curious about right now? Oh, I really, really, really want to start making more like cinematic films. Like that's what I want to do Mm -hmm. this year. Like really get into video and make some really awesome, like tell some awesome stories through video. So I did buy um, a Sony right at the end of the year. So I've been shooting every day with that, just getting really comfortable with the photo side of it. So hopefully, I mean, I should start doing that today. I've taken a few videos, but I don't even know if I have my settings right. So I really need to um, sit down with that and get everything dialed in and then just start shooting and figure out how to edit them. (laughs) Oh, I love, I I added video stories a few years ago and Mm -hmm. especially with my newborn sessions, my clients always say they're like, you know what? I love my photos, but 
like watching my baby breathe or watching their spouse or their husband just snuggle or look at their tiny little newborn. Like it, it makes them cry every time. And I love that. Right before before we started this, I was looking back through my phone at old videos of my kids when they were like two and three and they're like sweet little voices and their chubby cheeks. Like you don't even realize how old they've gotten until you go back and like see a video. And then you notice like the change in their voice or the way they pronounce words. You know, I just, I feel like those are so valuable. Oh, I know. Like my, my son was born in 2009 and I like, I don't even think phones had video at that time. And <laughs> I was like, or my phone didn't. And I'm like, why didn't I have more video? Why didn't I have more video? I was getting so mad with my husband. I was like, why didn't I take more? He's like, cause it wasn't invented. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have that like giant camcorder you held on your shoulder. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, things have come so far, so Seriously. far, but it's so special. It's so special to have those videos. So I it love is. that. Now my next question is actually about music. Okay. So when you edit, do you listen to music and do you find it influences your mood and the direction that you take an image? Yeah. And I, well, even I will do that just to get in the right headspace on the way to photo shoots. And then sometimes I even play the music during the shoot. So I have a little like waterproof, water resistance, I'm not sure, Bose speaker that I'll take and I can just like clip it to myself or like my camera bag, which is nice because I will lose my camera bag a lot. Like I throw it down on the ground. So when the speaker's (laughs) on it, I can always find it. But I do that just to like be in the right frame of mind. So I have a playlist on Spotify and it's just lots of like really great cinematic, kind of dreamy music. My husband makes fun of me when I listen to it. I listen to it all the time, but he feels like it just sounds like a bunch of lullabies, like puts him to sleep. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. I love it. like the state of mind I want to be in all the time. Exactly. Just that Zen and dreamy and Mm -hmm. it comes out in your work. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, how did you find your style? Because I know like when you first pick up your camera, there's like a kajillion directions that you can take where you want to go. Did you know right away what your style was or how did that evolve? Um, I knew some things I didn't want to do and that's kind of where I started. I knew I didn't want to do like posed kind of what you would think of like in a traditional mini session, you know, like sitting on hay bales and stuff. I knew I didn't want to have like a lot of props and things like that. And I knew that I liked adventuring through the woods with my kids. So that's kind of where I started. I would take people to the woods and just kind of like, it's, you know, sometimes I feel like the less, you know, the better. So I didn't know about like (laughs) poses and prompts and stuff at that point. So I was literally just kind of going out without a plan and just like photographing whatever happened. And then you kind of start to learn stuff. Yeah. And I remember learning, like, you should, like, draw out, like, a storyboard and, like, know which poses you're going to get. So then at one point I was making these lists, like, writing or drawing, like, the poses and stuff. And that was really hard for me because it took me out of the moment, you know. And then they just kind of felt very forced. And I would, like, lose the list half the time. And then you just can't, like really kind of form that bond with your clients as well. If you're like constantly looking at a piece of paper and like bossing them around to do the next thing and the next thing. So I learned quickly. I didn't like that, but then it happened actually 
So I lived in Kansas when I first started, and at one point we decided to move to Florida. So my husband came here first, and I had a month left. And I'd always just been like photographing everybody at the same trail. And I just felt like I was like part of me was dying because there were all of these places I'd always wanted to photograph, but I never, you know, took the time to do it. So for that month, I just basically decided to make everything I ever wanted to make. So I ordered like the clothes that I wanted people to wear that I wanted to photograph. And before that, they were just mostly showing up in like whatever, you know, kind of coordinated like jeans and sweaters, whatever. Yeah. What Um, they think they should be wearing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't giving a lot of direction on that either. It's just kind of like every once in a while you get these amazing clients that just kind of like know and you're like, this is awesome. And then, you know, that happens so rare when they're not told what to do. They can't like give you what you want. They don't don't know what it is. So exactly. Yeah. So I just start, I just took that creative direction totally over, bought all the clothes and then just went to all these like different places. And I was shooting at different times a day too. So I, that was when I really started to play around with um, shooting in harsh light. And I love that. And then that's when my work really started getting, you know, more recognition from my peers and people started to learn like more about me. And, and I started to get more and more questions about people wanting to learn from me. And it was when I was doing what I wanted to do. So honestly, that's a secret, you know, just (laughs) tell people what it is that you want. And just put a tiny little bit of effort into it. And that, you know, for me, that was buying these like cheap dresses on Amazon and then just going to some new places. And I learned that I, you know, really loved weather, dramatic skies and kind of wide open spaces. And I, and I didn't know that before because I was in the woods all the time. Like I didn't even have like any of those elements in my photography. So I opened up myself to like a whole new world of wind and birds and clouds when I did that. Oh gosh. And I love it. I love it. I love, I just love going through your work because I'm just like, oh, it just gets, it, it, it hits me in the stomach and the heart at the same time, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just such, it's such beauty. I just, I'm such a big fan of yours. Thank you. So my next question is, do you ever get stuck on when you pull an image into Photoshop and you don't know where to take it? Um. So at this point I kind of like know what I want in an edit and And is that something that you know when you're actually shooting usually yeah I mean I really can I can see it I love that so sometimes in as I'm learning right now so now that I have a Sony the colors are a little bit different and I'm shooting with it a lot inside for my own kids right now and I have like a lot of the rooms in my house are painted really dark colors. Like my bedroom's a really dark, dark green. It's called salamander. It's a paint color, mm. but you, you can see it on the skin tones. So I know what I want those photos to look like, but I'm having to play a little bit more to end up getting the results that I want. So I'm just, you know, trying to get used to those new things. But other than that, I've learned the program so well. Lightroom, that's what I use to edit mostly that I can just... I have that vision and I can see it now. I love that. Oh, it's so good. So how do it, I don't know about you, but I often find there's periods of my photography career that I kind of get into a bit of a creative rut. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for someone who's in a rut and how to pull themselves out of it? 
Um, well, I feel like there's lots of different things that you can do, you know, kind of based on like how much time and money you're willing to put into it. So obviously like mentoring with someone that you find like creatively inspiring, I think is a really great idea. So, you know, um, I'm going to mentor with some friends of mine that do video so that I can like learn how to do it well, but I'm not looking for people that, you know, are creating something that looks kind of the same as everybody else. I really want to find somebody that is creating and I don't know like what the next thing's going to look like sort of, you know, cause that just mm-hmm. kind of like crawling into somebody's mind, um, the yes. like that I think is like what's really valuable. So you don't want to like ever replicate what another person's doing. I feel like it's like learning that process of like how yeah. they find their inspiration and then translate that into their work. I love finding artists where I just like have no idea where it must come from, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So that obviously, but that can be kind of costly sometimes. So after that, like some of my favorite things to do, my, like my number one favorite thing to do is to watch a movie. So specifically, mm. you know, just very like cinematic movies or even music videos. Um, but even like you can find inspiration in like the most unusual places. So one thing like over the past couple of years that has inspired me like so much is um, one of my favorite shows on TV is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And so season 13, the final episode, there's this incredible like dance sequence on the stage with like rain. And I, I mean, you never would have expected, you know, that to be in a show like that. But I, I mean, I, I found it so moving and I even played the video at a couple of workshops that I taught at that year just to kind of share like how mind blowing the sequence was. And you can just look it up on YouTube. I mean, you should watch every episode of the show anyway, but if you want to watch the dance sequence, you can just look it up. but I was like this, like, I want to create something like this and, or even just like taking that feeling the way that that makes you feel like whatever it is, any scene from whatever movie and kind of translating that I think is a really great way to find inspiration. I love that. It's like just being aware of how things make you feel in yeah. different mediums. It doesn't even have to be photography. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So my next question is, so tell me about your favorite session and why you loved it. I feel like I don't have a brain sometimes. Like <laughs> my baby's eight months old now. Can I still blame? Oh, girl. <laughs> what I don't I think my, son, my son is 10 and I still have a baby, baby brain. <laughs> <laughs> I like forget I forget what work I've even ever made. Um, right. Oh, you know, maybe your favorite session is the one you haven't taken yet. <laughs> right. One of my favorite, you know what? I have a lot of favorites. So I'm just looking at my Instagram right now. to like, look at some pictures yeah. and I love all of them, but one of my favorites that I didn't know would be my favorite. And hopefully this is like encouraging. So I was in California last year and I photographed a family. Um, she's also a photographer and she had twin boys who were like, not even, I don't think they were even quite one yet. Like it doesn't seem like they were walking 
or if they were, they just started. And then she also had like a three-year-old, I think. And it was one of those sessions where it just feels like chaos because all the twins wanted to do was eat sand. It was cold. It was like summertime, but it was freezing. Like I went and bought sweaters for everybody to wear right before the shoot. Oh, I remember there was like a dead seal on the beach. So that oh smelled really bad. Um, oh. You know, just kind of that thing. And you just, it was pretty windy and then also cold, which can like totally ruin a session to start with. You know what I mean? And then like yes. kids that age, you can't direct them at all. So oh. it's like you get yeah. what you get. So, oh, and oh, Lisa, my camera stopped focusing at the beginning of the ah. session. So the entire session I had to manually focus. Oh girl. And Ooh. the thing was after it, I remembered one more place to check a setting and it was me. <gasps> My lens was fine. So I had manually oh. focused this entire session, like for no reason. But anyway, so it was like a little bit flustered about that. Have, have you ever yeah. had that happen? Like something happened to your camera and you're like, scrambling to figure out how to fix it. It's so like, funny that you bring that up because I have just been going through that. And well, it's, it's, I'll tell you the story after, but oh my gosh, girl, my confidence, holy crumb, yes, took a nosedive. Yes. So oh. I was working with all of that at the same time, but it, I mean, the stories that I found in the images when I was finished with that. And then, you know, it was kind of one of those sessions where the light was just totally amazing. And of course I, I kind of know at this point, like if it's like ridiculous windy, it's going to suck in the moment, but the images are going to be amazing. Like I could, yeah. I could take a family out with no prompts at all and just kind of like photograph them, like fighting their way to like walk back to their car and it would be beautiful. But that, I don't know, that was one of my all time favorites. And I don't know if it's partly because of the surprise <laughs> of, you know, like how good the images turned out opposed to like what it felt like in the moment, you know? Oh God. I have had so many sessions like that too, where I'm just like, <laughs> they're always the best. They're always who the best ones. Photos? Like, <laughs> yes, was I even yes. there? Who, yes. who did this? Yep. Oh, I love it. So where can I, our listeners learn more from you? Ooh, okay. Um, so I have an education website. So it's just filled with like resources for photographers. It's called emotionalstorytelling.com. Um, so there you will find two really great online classes. So I have an editing course called Embracing the Storm. And then I have a marketing course called Navigate the Wild. And then there's also lots of like freebies and then a lot of like really great blog articles that kind of dive into everything. And then I've started um, recording more videos that I'm also um, putting on YouTube. Um, so just more free education. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, girl. Thanks for having me. I love talking with you. Oh, I love talking with you too. It's so fun. I'm definitely going to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> so my friends, I want to leave you with this thought to consider. If you had to make a major move and had only a month or so left in your current city or town, and you, like Twyla, had all these places you wanted to shoot at and explore, what clothes would you order, what places would you go, and who or what would you photograph? If you gave yourself permission to create what you wanted, well, what would you create? Grab your notebook and make yourself a list. And my beautiful friends, if you need permission to go do it, well, this is it. Happy shooting, and I'll see you next time. Ever wonder how some people seem to effortlessly connect with their clients? 
Well, my guess is they are using their unique superpowers to their advantage. When you allow more of you to shine through, good things happen. Discover your special superpower at themilkyway.ca slash quiz.